Hi there, I'm Andrew Batiste and I'm a teacher and e-learning coordinator. And I'm Nathan Richards, also a teacher and digital support officer. Everything Microsoft Education is a free podcast. We cover what's new and changing with educational technology within Office 365 for schools. Good afternoon, Richard. How you going, mate? Good, Andy. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. What have you been up to lately? I don't know about you, but I've been um, struggling my way through doing my MIEE application. MIEE. What is that? Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert. I just you got it on your laptop, so I was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you and me are both, um, I guess, existing members of the uh, Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert Program. It becomes yeah. a mouthful. Are they? turn into an acronym, uh, which is essentially a group, uh, a group, I guess you apply to be a part of the program, really, uh, and it runs for a year long. Um, I've been in it, we've been in it for two years now, and, and I guess going through the process of putting in an application for the next year, which has changed slightly this year, but... A bit more rigour in yeah, it. Yeah, it's a bit harder whether they're trying to cull numbers or not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was too easy to get in. Um, but a really cool program, I guess, that Microsoft run... Um, and sort of run by the Microsoft um, Fellows, which is sort of selected from the MIE group yeah. that are kind of like our leaders that sort of run Teams meetings. Um, we had a big uh, MIE PD day the other day, sort of an online through Teams. Which I was is, actually surprisingly really cool. su- like impressed by it. Like I know, like um, you know, obviously they always do a good job, but. Um, a lot of online events recently, I get a little bit bored with them. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people could probably relate, but I mean, they, they dropped some money into that event for sure. But it was like it was like a television show, but you were part of the television show. They yeah, it was cool. I have to give it to them; they did a really good job. All the Microsoft, um, I guess, sort of education employees, uh, other learning delivery yeah, um, Andrew Bowser, who else they got? The whole team is there. In towns and. The last one down at Victoria. Uh, uh, Stephen Payne's over in Stephen WA. Stephen Payne was there as well. And he was in one of the sessions I was presenting in. Yeah. And Troy was there Troy, as well. Troy's, Troy's back in lockdown, I think. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they put together a really good day for us, MIE. So it was um, really cool. We got even Mike, Mike Dolson came on and mm-hmm. did a presentation on sort of what was new and coming up in Teams, which was awesome. Um, but I guess back to the MIE application process. Um so if you, I guess if you use Microsoft and you're, you're um, unaware of the program, I guess if you just Google MIE, it's going to come up yeah. um, and have a look at uh, what it takes to actually apply for it. Like I said, it's changed a bit this year. It's a bit more work to some extent um, to put it in. I'm going through the process of trying to get a few more teachers at my school doing it. So I'm sort of trying to upskill about five or six teachers at my school to sort of apply for the program. And really take advantage of, I guess, being leaders um, within the school as well and around that Microsoft stuff. So how's, how's your application going? Well, it's done. It's done. Um, but, yeah. but like, you know. The, you're a very efficient man, Richard. It's a bit of a, it was a bit of a struggle. but Or not got, much to do at work. Got, yeah. So clearly need more to do <laughs> with my time. But no, it's um, it's done. But it's, yeah. I've it's, got some dot points down. I know what I want to say. But I, yeah. <laughs> maybe last week of school, I'll find the time to really sit down and, and smash it out. That's good. Where are we today, Andrew? Today we are at St. Mary's College in Ipswich. We found another opportunity to meet up, um, I guess, through our 
our work and our work connections and a bit of a networking day, a bit of a get together for some some of us in, I guess, similar to our, where we were at Hillcrest last time in similar roles in around whether it's e-learning or technologies, um, ICT capabilities, having just some discussions around that and yeah, seeing what I guess other people are doing. So it's nice to meet people from other schools, especially within our little group in our area. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's to, to see what other people are doing and also to, you know, in a way see that you have the same struggles yeah, as sure. well. You know, it's not necessarily just your school or, you know, your teachers or something. So it's really nice to kind of do that network and come back, you know, come back to come back to earth a bit. Yep. So I always quite enjoy it for that. Yeah, so thank you to St Mary's. They've given us a nice little room to record in, which yeah. is great. Um, but today we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're talking mostly about Teams assignments. Yeah, it's so all we, Teams assignments today. Yeah, so um, one of my favourite features in Teams, but we're going to look specifically at personalising learning for every student, which is the new Reading Progress app yep. um, that you've seen pop up in Teams assignments. Uh, a new feature that's recently popped up is adding assignments to the Office 365 calendar, which is one that for a lot of people has been long awaited, and creating a file and edit. Um, a quiz directly from an assignment. So that's a new addition as well. Yeah, the first one I'm going to talk about is the reading progress. Richard, you're going to step us through the reading progress, how it works, how it looks. Um, I watched a video just recently that Mike um, Tholson posted, Stephanie through it, and it looks pretty impressive. The AI looks looks really cool. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's rolling out. Um, you might not have it yet, but um, we have it in our tenant. So you will see it come out through assignments, which is really interesting. It's self-explanatory, so reading progress. It's a tool to support and track fluency in class. Um, I think that's really important to mention, though it is just on fluency. So a lot of reading programs assess multiple areas of, mm. of reading, um, not just fluency. So I always kind of like to, when I talk to teachers, to point that out to make sure, you know, it's not a full replacement for any type of reading program. But essentially what it does, if I kind of explain it nice and quickly, is that you upload a Word document that has, you know, a script in it, a story, whatever it may be. The students then open up that script. They can turn on their camera if you want it. They read the script aloud. It records that. It also records the video. You don't have to do the video. And then AI kicks in and it starts to look for where they've mis mispronounced words, omissions, or they've self-corrected something or an insertion or repetition. And it'll give you kind of an accuracy rate. Um, and it gives you this nice little dashboard that the teacher gets. The student doesn't get it um, at the moment, but the teacher definitely does. Um, and so you can go in there, you can have a look. It's actually quite nice. It's all color-coded. You do have full control over it as a teacher. So if the software makes a mistake because it's not perfect, yeah. you can, you know, so if it says the student mispronounced this word, but you can clearly hear that they said it correctly, you can yeah. go in and say, sorry, computer, you were wrong, mm. um, and self-correct it. So maybe they said it with an Australian accent. Yeah, well, actually, there's a pronunciation sensitivity filter on there. Um, so you can adjust that. So most people just set it to high, I've been finding, and leaving it there, but... Yeah. Um, it's been it's been working pretty well. I've seen a few forums um, on this, and a lot of people with students with really strong accents um, have been having a lot of success with it, which is good. 
Yeah, so I guess um, like I've showed a couple of people at my school uh, already about it and they're pretty excited because it's something that um, I think like yeah, maybe more specific to our primary audiences, but I think there's still going to be a place definitely in the secondary. And even being able to monitor students' reading progress is something that can be quite hard to do other than sitting down with a student one by one and saying, all right, read this in front of me and I'm going to sort of grade you on how you're reading and and then even finding the time to do that, but then mapping that um, across terms or years and sort of seeing if the kids are improving and things like that. Uh, it's quite tedious and hard, and I think it's something that probably just gets forgotten and even in a secondary, um, secondary experience that we sort of maybe assume a yeah. lot of students can read and can and read. And that's done in primary extent, and we don't have to worry yeah, exactly. about it. Yeah. So I think this is just going to make it a lot easier. Um, and one of the coolest things for me is it then sends everything to Insights. So the win here is Insights. So um, this data that you might find difficult to collect to get a snapshot of the class mm. is where the big win is. So uh, it's not released yet, but there are images that kind of show what it's going to look like. So those areas like accuracy and mispronunciations, like it'll start to bring them together. And the example they've provided is a bit like, um, I think it's like a word garden. Um, mm. So for ex the one I'm looking at, you know, the word physical is, the is in the largest font text. Yeah. And what that is indicating is that that word is constantly mispronounced yeah. in the class. So you know, as a classroom teacher, that's, that's really common. Yep. A lot of students in your class can't pronounce this word, so then you can redirect your learning towards, you know, um, fixing that where possible. So the insights data is going to be the really valuable valuable part of this because it will help to help teachers, sorry, in planning their work forward around fluency. Yeah, and I guess um, I've already sort of had started having some conversations with people at my school about maybe rolling that out because obviously you can set it up with your class team um, and maybe, you know, track their progress. Might be something you did once a term or things like yeah. that and track them across terms. But then sort of that class is then going to be um, obviously maybe archived or deleted eventually and you might sort of lose some of that progress in between year levels and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we've sort of been making the discussions around how do you push that out? Do we put it, do we've got some year level teams, things like that, or mm. um, where, you know, you create an assignment for sort of the year level and obviously maybe within an allocated class they do it but it's in a specific year level team. Yeah. So then you're not just even gathering data on, you're gathering the whole year level data as well, um, more than just your specific class. So I guess you maybe lose your individual class data and things to work on but as an actual cohort as well where you can sort of track students and then when you do that again in year eight, because um, you've created those teams, those teams are going to always be there to maybe create some obvious um, progressions and looking at the data moving between seven, eight, nine, or mm. four, five, six, and that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, definitely does a lot of the work for us um, in assessing them on their reading, but also being able to track them over time. Yeah, I think it's going to be quite cool. And I think, um, and also, it, it's brilliant from an individualized tool. Yep. I was working with a teacher just the other day, you know, and I was just like, perfect scenario for this student. You know, needed to do a reading assessment mm. uh, for fluency uh, really struggles of reading aloud Re it, it actually just reading in front of anyone really struggles and we could basically set this up shooting could do it in their own time in their own space where they're comfortable doing it and it worked brilliantly it, it was a perfect example of where it comes into its own I guess you could even look at marrying up 
um, I guess, multiple skills in that the students actually could create the assignment. So it's a piece of assessment they actually work and create on um, in an assignment and then that can be the resource that they actually read aloud as a reading assessment as well. Yeah. So you could even start to take it, you know, to different levels in, in sort of getting the students to read their own work out as an assessment as well. Yeah, absolutely. The next thing uh, we're going to talk about, which is still assignment space, is this addition of the um, assignment calendar. So again, new feature, it's popped up in our tenant. So if you haven't got it, you'll probably see it soon. Yeah, so when you create an assignment now, um, in that there's a new addition to settings. Um, so when you create the assignment, you've got all the options for you know giving it a title, adding your resource. You scroll right down to the bottom where you've got the settings sections. So there's a new one that's popped up called Add to Calendar. And essentially what this does is it's going to add it to both the Outlook calendar and the Teams calendar. And I guess the whole point of it is to try and create a bit more organization for students, I guess even the teachers, in knowing when assignments are due, when they're upcoming, things like that. Um, and it also creates almost like um, an event through Outlook or an mm. activity is probably the better word. Um, whereas it even asks you whether you want to uh, accept the invite for that for that um, little <laughs> activity or assignment. Decline. But yeah, the <laughs> options you have. So the um, the default is on students and me. Um, but I think that's that the default will be none. I've gone in and changed it to students and me. Sorry. Yeah. And I'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, so you've got none, which means it's not going to add to the calendar. Students and me, and then you've got students and team motors. So I guess if you're in a class where you have other teachers or other owners in that team for maybe it's for learning support or co-teaching, things like that, if you want those other team owners to get notified about it, obviously put that one on. In my situation, probably don't need that to be on. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of set my default to students and me. So the and team, team, sorry, the teacher and team owner would be would need to be on for teachers that team teach. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind if you're a teacher that your team teaching, you'll definitely want that. Otherwise, only one of you will get it in your calendar. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to make, like I said, I've already set a default for that. So there's a little, there's assignment settings before you actually go into an assignment where you have your little dashboard on, I guess, how, how many you have upcoming or handed in or return and things like and that, stuff, your drafts. Yeah. Um, there's a little ellipses, three little dots at the top. You always find something exciting when you hit on those three little dots. But that's where you can go in and set a default for that. So there's now a calendar option. So if your default is students and me or students and team owners, change that to whatever you want. So every time you create an assignment, that's going to already be there set. It's going to be a little time saver. But while we're in there and talking teams assignments, you can also set a due date for future assignments. So our assignment policy at my school is Monday 8.30. So I've scheduled that for 8.30. So every assignment that I go to push out, it's already got that 8.30 time already set up. Mm -hmm. Notifications is another good one where you can choose where you actually want to post um, that channel to. I think we might have talked about this in mm. previous podcast. Yeah. Um, where you might create an assignments channel, things like that, um, and then you can you can send those assignments. They'll automatically default to to post to that channel rather than sort of clogging up your general channel. You got the option for turning on and off the celebrations or the fun stuff when they hand in assignment, rainbow unicorns and that yeah. sort of stuff. I don't know why you'd ever turn those off. Nah, anyway. the kids the kids get a little bit out of that maybe. So <laughs> keep that one on. And the other one is new students receiving um, 
assignments before they've done the class. Your default is on no, you probably leave that on no, but if there is a need for you for a student to access or previous assignments, they've just moved into your class or they're new to the school, things like that, they need to catch up, uh, you can turn that on there. So yeah, essentially, I guess, adding to the calendar is, yeah, the whole purpose, I guess, is for a bit of organization and things like that uh, for the students and a bit more notice mm. on that they have assignments and that they are due and when they're upcoming and all those sort of things. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really nice little addition. And the last one we can talk about, create and edit a quiz directly from an assignment. So this one would be pretty cool. So previously, um, you'd have to create a quiz in forms. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not too groundbreaking, but it's just super convenient. Yeah. So in assignments, you can, as you know, you create an assignment or you create a quiz. And a quiz is just a different type of a form. So we're talking about Microsoft Forms. Now, you used to always have to pre-create them in Forms. So, you know, go to your portal or wherever it is, click the waffle menu, go to Forms and create it. But now, if you want to do a new one, you can click on it and basically like the, the browser for creating the quiz is built into Teams. Mm. We're starting to notice this a lot actually in Teams, a lot more things are just built into the Teams dashboard itself. Yeah. Um, I actually just noticed it the other day, like for instance, Yammer can just come up as a, a app on the side. So you don't actually have to go into Yammer on the portal. Yeah. You can just pick it up and I have run it into one. Teams. I think they're called a communities. I don't know why. Communities, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can only have so many little things on the sides of mine. It's there, but it's kind of hidden. Yeah. But yeah, I've made use of that one already. It's kind of like almost we're moving, team scenes been moving into like this LMS style platform, but um, sorry, getting away from forms there. You basically can just build inside of here and it's just, it's just a bit nicer. It kind of opens it up if teachers, because quite often teachers have never gone into forms. So they yep. just look at that quiz option and go oh, nah like that means i need to learn forms and that means i need to go to the the browser and they just don't engage but yeah, um, this is nice forms. Mm. yeah so, so it's, it's a small but kind of nice thing that's happened yeah and you get all the same features obviously like you said it's just sort of built the browser sort of just built into your teams there so it looks exactly the same yeah you, know, you can create your themes and you can preview your um quiz and things like that yeah, yeah exactly. create all the same questions and everything so yeah i guess just that convenience of doing it right then and there or if you're on a whim you want to quickly create a pop quiz for the kids before a lesson or at the end yeah just the convenience of doing it right there in teams maybe even during a lesson yeah absolutely so definitely a welcomed feature which has been added so i'm very happy about that all right, so oh wait, we've got to do something up and coming. So this is a good one. You're gonna oh yeah, so this is kind of aesthetic, but very welcomed. You're gonna chat about this one. Yeah, so we're looking at a new, I guess a new, what's the word? A new look and feel structure. Structure. Yeah. Um, display for your team's pages. So previously, obviously, depending whether you're, a, I guess, a, a grid or a list person first, two types of people in this world, mm. uh, but once you've actually gone into your team, I think, um, assuming, say, you're a grid person where it actually takes you right into the team and you have to go back out to view your other teams, um, you would have your channels down the left and then you would have all of your tabs across the top, uh, but it could very quickly get... Um, cluttered and things hidden in that top section at the top bar. I know 
you've obviously got post files, especially in the general channel, you get assignments and things like that. And then if you're adding a video or a form, or as soon as you're adding one or two resources there, they're, they're hidden and it can get quite hard for the students to go and find that. So a slight change in structure it looks as like they're trying to sort of declutter that top area. So it looks like now you just got post files and then little plus sign to add further um, videos, resources, forms, things like that. And then over on the left hand side, we've got the assignments, class notebook, grades and insights. So just a little shift in where they actually are. And then there's a little sort of divider separator and then you have all your channels below that. So we're sort of looking at more of more of having more things over in the sidebar rather than up the top, um, which I think it just creates a much cleaner look um, and much easier for students to be finding and navigating yeah. around your class team. Yeah, so essentially like um, assignments, class notebook, grades, and if you've enabled insights, um, on the image supplied by Microsoft, they have insights there, but I don't know if that's just going to come up by default or not or whether you'll still need to activate it. But um, anyway, like, we always, you know, at the moment, they belong to the general channel and they're yep. kind of taking them away from the chan general channel and making them their own. Yeah. And I just think it makes it so much clearer that, you know, these are elements of your team yeah. that you use. They don't just belong to a channel. Yeah, so, so no matter, so if you've created channels for other topics or groups or things like that, the students are still have going to be able to view assignments, grades, class notes. So it's always going to be just one click away versus back to the general channel then yeah. to assignments or back to general journal, then to class notebook. So I think, yeah, just the convenience in having it always there in that sidebar. All right, so that is it for today. Thank you for listening to our recent updates on what is new and changing with educational technology within Office 365 Schools. Don't forget, if you're a user of OneNote or Minecraft, check out our YouTube channels, Everything OneNote and Everything Minecraft Education Edition. We can access video tutorials and examples to assist you in your teaching practice. Until um, next time, we'll see you later. See ya. Thank you, Samaris. So